Hey guys, welcome back to episode 2 of Barely Stable Creatures. I've got Anna here. Hey guys. We're just uh, sipping on drinks. I've got a Celsius. Uh, Anna made me try the cola one, which I have fell in love with. Honestly, I think it's good. It's, at least it, it is tastes so like good. an off-brand Coke. It tastes amazing. What are you drinking? I have a Kona, as per usual. My beer of choice. That is her go-to. My Kona Big Wave. Love it. Okay, so... I wanted to start off the first segment with a Reddit post. Oh, no. So I thought this one was <laughs> so funny. I was cracking up as I was reading it. It's not the one that I sent you about the uh, the guy who wanted to name his daughter Renesmee. And oh, he my made God. the Instagram post of that telling his girlfriend. That was shitty. But it is not that one. This I, is... That one, I was... Uh, I read it, and I was dying. And I was like, you're not the asshole. You're not the asshole. <laughs> Don't put him on the birth certificate. <laughs> Divorce them before you're married. Were they married? No, they were 18. Divorce. <laughs> All right, so this one is a did I fuck up. Oh, no. By throwing my steak out a window. Here I we have, go. I have so many questions. To so many questions already. Okay, so let me get started. Last night, my wife's boss from her brand new job invited us over for dinner. On the drive over, my wife reiterated many times to me just how important it was to make a good impression. So much pressure. So much pressure. Already. I scoffed and arrogantly informed my silly wife that I always make good impressions. My wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just the three of us. We chit-chatted over drinks and salad and seemed to really be hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, perfectly appropriate jokes, and my wife seemed pleased. Soon she brought out the main course, a nice big juicy steak for each of us. As I began to cut into my steak, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked this steak was. Now, I've had my fair share of rare steak. I prefer medium, but I can handle rare. This was several minutes on a hot grill short of rare. I probably could have rescuted... Resuscitated? Yeah, resuscitated <laughs> the cow had I tried. Oh, no. Instead, I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating this steak. Claim veganism? No. I'd already had great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. Just then, our hostess excused herself to the kitchen to take care of some dessert preparations. As I looked across the fancy dining room table at the open window of his third-story apartment, oh, no. a cartoon light bulb appeared over my head. Oh, no. I knew I had to be decisive, realizing that she could return at any moment. I committed. I grabbed the steak with my hand, gently shook off the juice, and executed a perfect throw right through the center of the open window. Oh no! <laughs> Here's the big time fuck up. The window wasn't open. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this something that would happen to me? <laughs> it was the cleanest freaking window you've ever seen in your life. That is until my mostly raw slab of steak slammed up against it, and slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bloody juice in its wake. Oh no. My wife, whose steak was a nice medium rare and was unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw dropped, and stared at me like I was an alien from another planet. This look then slowly morphed into more of a there is no place on this planet you can ever hide from me expression of demonic anger. My wife's boss heard the thud of steak on the window impact and came quickly. She took in the scene, the steak sitting on the windowsill, the blood trail, my empty plate, and then gave me an inquisitive, puzzled look. I just didn't know what to say. 
It felt like a minute of silence, but it was probably three or four seconds. Finally, the best I could manage was, uh, I'm so sorry. I am such a klutz. I don't know. I was just cutting it and it slipped. Just ask my wife. I really am a klutz, right? Parentheses. No help coming from that direction. He said, I will clean it up. I can't believe I did this. I am so sorry. Both women continued to stare at me like I had escaped from the loony bin, and I smeared the blood around the window with my cloth napkin, dusted off the stake, and continued to mutter my incoherent explanation. I knew no one was buying the story. I knew what I had to do. I sheepishly returned to my seat and proceeded to eat every bite of that disgusting, cold, chewy, bloody, raw steak. Oh, no. I remained pretty quiet the rest of the evening. My wife's only two words to me since the incident are, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, no. And there is an update at the bottom. Just got the first post, I'm fine, communication from my wife via text who is at work. This is what she said to him. Good news. My boss and I just had a good laugh over how much of a fucking idiot you are. I hope you know you will never live this down. I love you, moron. <laughs> and that was it. So, like, I, I get it. My, my anxiety would have been like, I can't say anything. But then the rational side of me would just be like, oh, it's just a little too underdone for me. Yeah, like, and I get that anxiety thing because personally, like, even when I'm at a restaurant and somebody asks me how my meal is and I don't like it, I don't complain. I say, nope. this is the great, greatest meal I've ever had. Yep, it's perfect. Yeah. So I was looking at the comments and <laughs> somebody said, one question, OP. Let's say the window was open and the steak is gone. She returns a minute later. What do you tell her? You just devoured it? And then somebody else comments, and then she finds a weird outdoor steak outside sometime. <laughs> Could you imagine just, like, going outside there's just a steak there's in your a bushes? Steak. <laughs> oh my god, if it landed on top of her car. Oh my god, that would have been so bad. Maybe it's good that the window wasn't open. Yeah. See, but, like, I've done seared fish before, like tuna. Mm-hmm. Perfect. But steak? Steak? Which I don't even, I don't even eat it. I haven't yeah. eaten steak since... I uh, mean... High school? I like steak that is medium rare yeah like with a with red on the inside but it seems like that was just completely raw which if, it seems like the grill was too hot and she just what is interesting because his wife's steak was perfectly cooked yeah but if his was put on last like even a few minutes later it's going to be way behind the other ones maybe this lady just didn't know how to cook i mean not everybody can cook steak either very oh true. God, that, w that was a good story. That Isn't that funny? Like, Holy shit. <laughs> like, I was laughing so hard. I was not expecting the window. Like, I thought it was going to go out the window. Yeah. But the window apparently was so clean. Oh, did you ever see those videos of all the people walking into, the, like, the glass panes because they're so clean they just think... Yes. That, that's, like, my, one of my biggest fears is that I'm just going to, like, walk right into it. Yeah. At the job I used to work at, we had a carpet that led right to the window. So people would be looking down at the carpet yep. and they would bump into the wall. All right. So that was my first segment. I hope everybody enjoyed that. I know I did while reading it. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I love those like anxiety inducing ones where you're like, oh no. Like what's going to happen next? It was not what I expected, but mm -hmm. I was just cracking up. All right. The topic I picked for today, Anna knows the topic. It's going to be dreams. Because... You just really want me to retell that dream story. Yeah, we will, we will definitely get to that. I have a lot of dreams and I've remembered certain dreams from childhood and things like that and they I don't know I feel like there's certain people that 
say like, oh, I, I never dream. And then other people... I see, I do and I don't. Since I've had anxiety and being on my medication, I don't really remember my dreams very often. When yeah. my anxiety is really, really high, though, like it has been, um, I do tend to get anxiety-induced dreams, which for anyone who has never experienced that, they are very vivid very realistic dreams they're terrifying you wake up and you're like thank god that I, wasn't true yeah when i have them i wake up like in sweating a sweat. yeah shirt soaked like yeah. I, it's disgusting so first we will talk about what we know about dreams and there's a lot of theories and a lot of unknowns so i'm sure people listening can relate it's these moments when you wake up and you go what the hell was that me every morning. <laughs> yep. And you may even remember dreams, very vivid ones, from your childhood. I don't. <laughs> you don't? I, I remember a couple. I really, like, when I first started taking my medication, if I forgot to take it... Oh, You'd have dreams? I had, like, the most vivid, yeah. anxiety-induced, like, nightmares. Yeah. And I don't really remember them. Like... Thank God. Yeah. So, little fun fact about me. I used to smoke weed every single day. I recently stopped smoking. I'm over a month clean of the devil's lettuce. And since I stopped smoking, I've been having very extremely vivid dreams. Some nightmares, some good dreams, and then just some very bizarre dreams. And what that has to do with is when you have THC in your system, it affects your REM sleep to the point where you don't remember your dreams when you wake up. Um, so now that since I have not smoked, whenever I wake up, I I automatically, I remember my dreams. I remember them from start to finish. And I think that's very interesting even to look at REM and how it affects certain medications and certain things that you're using. See, I had for a long time, which um, it's kind of corrected itself. So with the anxiety... Um, for anyone who doesn't have it or has not experienced it. So jealous of you. So jealous. When you have anxiety and or depression, which I have both, um, a lot of times you have insomnia, which I have experienced firsthand so much. Um, For a long time, I didn't want to be on sleeping medication. I just, I wanted to just deal with it. We thought that maybe um, my body had just gotten so used to being awake and waking up at certain times. Because I would say, like, I wake up at these times during the night. The same times? Pretty much. Yeah. So my therapist, the psychiatrist, like, it might just be that your body now is in the habit of waking up at those times. So for almost a year, I was on um, sleeping medication. I haven't been on it. Um, I had one night this week that I just I could not sleep I really bad insomnia but (laughs) looked at my phone and I'm PMSing so that was like I was like oh that's a tail sign yeah so but insomnia fucking sucks and because of that when I do get sleep I go I'm so sleep deprived that I go right into REM so I'm not going going through those phases yes okay so I'm gonna get into the definition of a dream A dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that usually occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. And here are just some facts about that. 
I love facts. So humans spend about two hours dreaming per night. Each dream lasts five to 20 minutes, but we perceive it as being much longer. Right. So what causes dreams in a more like scientifical sense? I think I know. What, what, what do you think? It, isn't it your brain trying to categorize like everything that you like went through throughout the day? Yes. I know that's one of them. Yes. I also know that you can't um, make up faces. So every face that you see in a dream you've seen somewhere, whether it's somebody on the street, someone that you know. That's but... interesting because there's people in my dreams. I've had dreams where I don't recognize their face, but I could have seen them somewhere. Especially working retail. I mean, yeah, maybe like the that... subconscious mind yeah, keeps that in the back. Every person that you like, everything that you see, your mind is it's taking notes. It's, ta yeah. it's remembering everything, whether you remember it or not. Your brain in a dream will go, oh, this person seems to fit that role, and we'll put them in there. I do also... That was that was great. Future Brittany, I really hope that you hear the dogs running around. I think we will. Um, but I do know that there are some people um, who have had dreams about like this one strange man, and nobody knows who he is. Uh, there, there I go again with the ums. Take a shot every time I say um. We'll cut it. We'll cut it. There's people who have this dream of this specific man, and nobody knows who he is, but everybody describes him exactly the same. Spooky. That's spooky. Spooky. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Because I, that story... Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that one next week. Okay. So crazy. So, hypotheses suggest that they are caused by an activation of the brainstem during a phase of sleep called REM. So that stands for rapid eye movement. So, for people listening, we'll describe, you know, what REM is and what happens during the different stages of sleep. So during REM, your eyes move around rapidly. That's when your brain is the most active and it happens approximately 90 minutes after falling asleep. Have you ever seen somebody or like an animal who goes into REM sleep? It's fucking creepy. Yeah. And my, my, like my dog shaking Gilbert, and stuff. Yeah, Gilbert sleep, likes to sleep with his eyes like half open. Mm -hmm. And I've seen him go into REM sleep and it's the creepiest thing. It's scary and it's funny cause like a lot of times, dogs dream about, like, bones, and I think that's so cute. He definitely is chasing a squirrel because he likes Things to hide like in that. the bushes, and he likes to run up the property line in between the bushes, back and forth, back and forth. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> so there are five stages of sleep. The first stage that you enter is non-REM, and that's, like, I think three phases, and that lasts about 5 to 15 minutes. It's also only, it's supposed to take you about 20 minutes to fall asleep, and I definitely fall asleep in less two than minutes. 12. We're sleep deprived. Yeah, I fall asleep in like 2 minutes. I can also take a nap any time of day, anywhere. Me too. I am, uh, I am always tired. I could drink 3 shots of coffee, espresso, and I'd be able to fall asleep after it. See, everyone's like, drink hot coffee. Hot coffee I hate and hot, hot coffee. tea. They like, make me thirsty. They put me to sleep. No, I have to shit. And, like, I just, I don't, because I'm, like, that's just how my body is. Yeah. And like, you talk to some people, they're like, I drink coffee, and 20 minutes later, like, I have to poop. Yeah, that's usually me. Even that's if it's like, iced. Yeah, it doesn't matter. My body does not like coffee, and I never really liked the taste of it to begin with. Like, I'll get a frap, but that's about it. Like, I yeah. really won't. I love coffee. Nope. I'm addicted to coffee. So, like I said before, during REM, the brain is very active. And this actually stimulates production of proteins and areas of learning. So dreaming is, it's good for us. It's a way for our bodies to un, to filter out, you know, certain things that happen throughout the day that, it, that, that don't matter, yeah. unnecessary information. 
That's why I think that um, it's not hypnotizing, but you can you can listen to like Spanish tapes in your sleep, and like you can eventually start to learn and pick up on. That's cool. Like Spanish or um, hit a shot. You know, people who do like the hypnosis with when they want to quit smoking. There was an episode of Friends where Chandler started smoking again, and his coworker gave him these tapes that were spo- that he was supposed to listen to at night, and it was supposed to help him subconsciously not want cigarettes anymore. That is awesome. And then Joey taped over them, so. (laughs) You want to make Joey a sandwich. (laughs) I was like, why is that me? I thought this was interesting. So adults apparently dream 20% of the night. And babies dream 50% of the night. They got nothing to stress about. I know. So I'm just like wondering, what are they dreaming? Food. Maybe about food. The scientific study of dreams is called, I'm going to butcher this, oneurology. It's a scientific study of dreams. And we do dream in non-REM, but these are less common and the dreams tend to be less strange. So usually the most stressful, weird, vivid dreams are happening in REM sleep. So the next question is, why do we remember some dreams and not others? And this has to do with being woken up by somebody. So let's say somebody, you know, will wake you up right away or you hear something or your alarm goes off. Because you're jerked out of that. Yeah. So. That's why they say that, like, if you are dreaming, you should, and you want to remember them, you need to keep a journal next to you and write everything down. Yeah. So usually if I have a good dream, I will write it down because then as the day goes on, you tend to remember, forget it. Or you remember things differently or... Your brain is just kind of like filling in details that it doesn't really know anymore. Yeah, so when you wake up naturally, you tend to not remember your dreams due to going through a few sleep stages before waking. Uh. There we go. (laughs) You can keep that one in. I will. Dream recall actually changes with age. So when you're younger, you remember your dreams better. And this could also be related to, you know, decreased memory as we get older. Little kids are also very sensitive too even yeah. like with paranormal stuff like they can sense and they can see energy and different things going on too so they definitely are on a different almost like a different plane than we are yeah they so... definitely have more high sensitivity yep. to energy and feelings because they say the kids like who see ghosts and see paranormal stuff like that as they get older they're less sensitive but when they do get older they can um, tap into that into that ability again a little bit easier because it was already there to begin with. It's kind of okay. it's, it's yeah, that's very interesting. The area of the brain related to dream recall is the medial prefrontal cortex. I was going to say it's somewhere in the front of the brain. Yep. So good. prefrontal medial genes affect REM, which could be why some people are able to recall their dreams better than others, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder if that has to do with, like, uh, how people from Europe who had family who lived during um, famine, they tend to hold on to body fat differently than people whose families didn't Mm. because they they are trying to prevent going into starvation. Yeah. That's why they say, like, obese people who are obese. It's genetic. A lot of it is genetic. I'm just somebody who I always remember my dreams, even if I don't write them down. Like, I have dreams from childhood that I I remember them like I had them yesterday. Yeah. I wonder if it's, like, again, more like hunter-gatherers who, like, kind of had to be semi-awake all the time in case there was an attack or... Yeah, where they weren't getting sleep, weren't going into that REM sleep. They had to be on the lookout for, you know, predatory animals and 
they kind of still had to be in that half awake, half asleep, so they're kind of always alert. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I was looking at a study, and there was this one study where they had an MRI of the brain. So scientists made maps of brain activity that occurred when people looked at certain pictures. So I think they gave them pictures of, like, a bed, airplanes, keys, things like that. Doesn't it light up different parts of the brain? Exactly. So. See, so good. So smart. So later on, the people slept in an MRI machine, and scientists... How the hell do you sleep in an MRI machine? That must be so uncomfortable. I can't even... Even when they put music on for me, it's so loud. It is. It sounds like a horse. Yeah. And like I, galloping. Not the last time I had an MRI, but the time before that, I almost went into a panic attack because the I made the guy the next time talk to me after every image. Be like, okay, this one's going to be five minutes. This mm-hmm. one's going to be two minutes. I made him talk to me because the last time he didn't, and I was like, when is this, when is that? Was it a closed MRI? Yeah. All, yeah, all that's also, happened. if you're like claustrophobic and stuff, that, that can be tough. So they slept in this MRI machine, and scientists were able to match patterns of the brain as they slept for pictures that they viewed earlier. And this match predicted what the person said they dreamed about 60% of the time. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Because I know that they do, I don't know if it's an MRI or if it's different technology, but I know that they do uh, mapping of the brain as for depression, anxiety, all different types of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Because it lights up differently. Certain things in your brain. For all of them. Yeah, so I'm going to get a little bit into that later. There's other theories, which is called the activation synthesis hypothesis. This is a theory that dreams don't actually mean anything. They're just electrical brain impulses pulling random thoughts and images stored in our memory. I think that dreams have deeper meanings. I think that they do. I also, like I said before, I think that they are your brain's way of categorizing and filtering everything from the day, from the week, the month, the year. Just like I was watching alone. And that night, I had a dream that my mom let a bear in the house. And she was like, he's fine. He's not going to hurt us. That would be me. And I was like, mom, what are you doing? Like, I was freaking out in my dream. And that was because I was watching a show that was, you know. It's a, it's a survival show. A survival show. And they were looking out for bears. And Which, if, you, if, you, if anybody has never watched Alone, I highly recommend it. You have to watch it. So Which, good. when I'm done with season eight, I will be going to that website. I still cannot believe that you're not done with season eight. I, I will. I'm close. You're very I close. have like two episodes left. I'm still telling you, I would be the first person to domesticate an animal. They'd come to pick me up, because I know I wouldn't win, but they'd come to pick me up, and I'd be like, this is my squirrel friend. He's coming with me now. <laughs> this is my grouse. Like, so this was what we were talking about before a little bit. So mammals, you know, cats and dogs, they also dream. But it wasn't until like Sigmund Freud came about where psychologists theorized dreams actually do serve a purpose. Freud was on another another level. And yeah. I'm sorry for that mouth sound. That was not <laughs> intentional. So there was a study conducted by Christina Marzano at the University of Rome. Consisted of 65 students. Again, it had to do with MRIs and dreaming and what deep brain structures were involved. With the vivid, bizarre, and emotionally tense dreams, those were linked to the hippocampus, which is memory, and the amygdala, which is emotions and reactions. Okay. So that makes sense that that would kind of pop up on a brain MRI. And they were also talking about how, like, dreaming is, it's a good thing. Because they're responsible for improving problem solving and creativity. It regulates your moods and emotions, which I know when I wake up and I have a good dream, 
it kind of puts me in a good mood yeah. versus like, when you have on, a, the, on the right side of the bed yeah versus when you have a bad dream it it kind of shakes you up yeah especially if it has to do with people from your past or things like that and i've definitely had dreams like that so i appreciate the good dreams yep <laughs> so now i want to get into what early civilizations thought of dreams witchcraft <laughs> witchcraft yeah right so the Greeks and the Roman civilization were, they were convinced that dreams had certain powers. They thought it was a medium between our earthly planet and the gods. Right back to the stars and the planets. Yep, there you go. I'm telling you, aliens. Aliens are responsible for, for it all. In the 19th century, this is where Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung put forth the most widely known modern theories. So... The early, you know, civilizations were kind of along the lines that dreams were a medium between the, you know, our planet and the gods. Right. Whereas the more modern theories has to do with, like, dream interpretations. Okay. And what they mean, what they mean to us in our personal lives. So now I thought we could have a discussion of weird dreams that we've had. Anna? Oh no. I'd like you to start with your dream. Okay. When did I even have this dream? Like two weeks ago? I think it was a little bit further. Maybe three, like two or three weeks ago. Three weeks ago? Something like that. So I had, okay, again, anxiety-induced dreams, and I'm really, like, trigger warning, like, graphic. It's just, it's just fucking weird. So I, of course, you know, I don't remember my dreams very often, but when I do, they are something else. Brittany wanted me to tell this so badly that she... Did, wanted to do a whole episode around dreams just so I could talk about this. Literally even tried to find research on this and had trouble, so. So, okay, you guys, I can't even, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through this. Um, <laughs> you guys know how people gauge their ears and they go up different sizes. I had the most disturbing dream that I have ever had that I gauged my toes through the toenail, through the bone, the whole fucking toe and I just had a hole straight through and in this dream I had to change out the uh the tunnels that were in my gauged toes question did you dream of the toe piercing going in or no, you just was, looked down and you were there and I was there. trying to change out the jewelry oh my god there's that so there's that so I was kind of trying to find like I just kept researching like Brittany was so hyper fixated on me having this dream <laughs> I just tried to research, like, dream that my toes got gauged, and I couldn't find shit. So I did find some relating to piercings. You gotta break it down. Yeah. So they had, like, you know, nose piercings and, you know, belly button piercings. Yeah. Had no big toe piercings. <laughs> couldn't locate that one. More simply, you might just be anxious about getting a piercing soon or having a desire to get somewhere a, a piercing somewhere on your body. Is that the case with you or no? Um, so I have been wanting to get my nose pierced okay, for a while, but part of me is like, I could just go on Amazon and buy a fake one. Like, True. Why what, go through that? Why and... go through it? But I do want to get my second hole done on my ears just because I do like the way it looks. However, when my ears were pierced the first time, the piercing holes are not straight. So they actually are like kind of angled. So you know most girls can just like put their earrings in without looking? Yeah, I can't do that. I have to look in the mirror to be able to see where the hole is. And then I have to try and play with it to figure out which way the actual piercing goes. Okay, so I also found that piercings, depending on where they are, are about something you want to show off or highlight to others. 
You want to draw attention to something you like about yourself or a strength without having to show someone or tell them. You want them to be the ones to notice through your su- subtle me- messages and to start a dialogue about it. Okay. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, if, you, if it was like three weeks ago, then that was when we were talking about doing this. So that could have been like... It could have been related. It could have been something fucking weirdly related Something weird. It It also says you might just be anxious about getting a piercing soon or have a desire to get somewhere on your body pierced, which you've, you know, like you said. So that was all I could find about that (laughs) piercing dream. Nothing about toes? Nothing about toes. Feet? Nothing? Nothing. That's so weird. But you know how, like, Uh. oh, there it is again. (laughs) Um, They say that people, the most common dream that a lot of people have is their teeth falling out. Yes, and I do have things about that. I've never had that dream. I have had dreams about my teeth, and I remember a very vivid dream that I had in high school where my teeth didn't fall out, but I was carrying around a garbage bag worth of teeth. The fuck out of here. And walking around school. I also had a dream recently that I went to the dentist, and I got my teeth redone. I thought you were going to say you had your teeth pulled, and I was like, absolutely not. No, so I got my teeth redone, and this is probably because I am insecure about my teeth. I never had braces. See, I had, you remember when I had braces? Yeah. I wore my retainers during the day when I had to, and then when I had to move to wearing them at night, I found out that I used to take them out at night in my sleep and throw them. Your teeth really aren't that, they're not that bad, though. From the front angle, they're not that bad, but yeah. I see, like, side angle pictures of me, and I'm like, oh my god. Well, I have my, I need Invisalign. My front te- No, you don't want Invisalign. I, I know, I already went for a consult. Back to my story about the teeth. I went to the dentist, and they fixed my teeth. I remember in my dream looking in the mirror, and I had beautiful teeth. Then I got home, and I looked in the mirror, and I looked like a hillbilly. Like, all my teeth were crooked, and my mom was there, and she was like, what did you do to your teeth? And I was like, I don't know, they looked fine at the dentist. It's like the, uh, there was a study done, and the lighting in fitting rooms is different to make you, it makes you think that you look better, and then when you <gasps> get home, you're like, why doesn't this look the same? That's messed up. You didn't know about that? No. And the mirrors, too. You know how, like, uh, funhouse mirrors, they can make you wavy, they can make you skinny, fat. Yeah. They did a study that a lot of those mirrors are also altered just enough to make you think that you look better than you do that's really messed up yeah i don't like that at all it wasn't oil stores but it was like a good portion of stores so i was looking into they had like the most common dreams that people have nothing about teeth in a bag but they did have teeth falling out and i have had dreams where i like grind on my teeth and they break off and that just, like, and it feels so real. Yeah. And then I'm, like, I wake up and I'm, like, You might actually God. grind your teeth at night, though. I don't think I do. The most common things that people dream about are being chased, which, have you ever been chased in a dream? I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, I've been chased in a dream. I recently had a dream that I was driving on what looked like a highway near where I live. And I decided to pull over, get out of my car... And start running away from this old man with no shirt and a long white beard. Why did I get out of my car? I don't do not know. And he was chasing me, and I just like kept running. And Brittany and I do not run. This is the thing. Yeah, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says "run," but I swear I do not run. And that was my shirt. And that was Anna's shirt. <laughs> no, I've definitely had dreams of being chased, but not in like I don't know. 
Not in, like, I, I couldn't get away, but it was just like, why is this person chasing me? So teeth falling out, that's another common one. So dreaming about losing teeth can relate to losing power. You're losing the ability in real life to bite through and assert yourself. P perhaps you are concerned about your strength and ability. Certain transitions are taking place that make you wonder about your own competence. So I remember when I had that dream about the bag of teeth. I think I was in 12th grade, which now, would mean like was, transitioning to that college. Was like a lot of stress too. Yeah, exactly. Another one that's common that people have dreams of is meeting dead people or like seeing your dead relatives come back into your dreams, which I've had. Have you? Not that I specifically remember. Mm hmm. Um, but I also have a lot of, uh, I also tend to get, I see more spiritual things throughout the day. So like my one grandmother, um, I associate her with butterflies, but every day from the start of butterfly season to the end of butterfly season, I see one, at least one per day. That's awesome. Uh, they tend to follow me around, but my godmother, whose, uh, mom it was who passed, she also sees butterflies. My cousins, her sons, see them. So everyone associates her with butterflies, but mm -hmm. everyone also sees them. So with me, I don't necessarily associate my grandma with any animal or anything, but I do have dreams about okay. my grandma. And I don't know, people can think it's not true, but I feel like she's trying to visit me yeah. in my dreams. No, I definitely, there's a lot of times, like, especially... The beginning of this year, I, just, I mentally was having a really hard time, and my grandmother was popping up, like, every, like, I just was thinking about her every day, and even during the winter, I was seeing butterflies on, like, things pop up on, on Facebook with butterflies on them, we went to, you know, going to the store, there were things with butterflies on them, and it was just not, like, that time of year for it, so it was just weird that they- Like, out just, of the ordinary. Yeah, they just kept popping up. So the next one is dying. Have you ever died in your dream? Because I was reading a little bit about it, and- it's almost think... impossible to die in your dream because your heart starts to race so fastly that you automatically but wake your, up. Your brain is also trying, like, your brain's job is to keep you alive. And so save I you. I feel like, I've definitely seen other people not necessarily die, but, like, get injured in dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I haven't died in a dream. I also get the, the feeling of falling. Like, if, I know it's when you yeah. fall asleep too fast. Yeah. But. Yeah, so I, when I was probably like eight or nine, I had a dream that me and my older sister were walking on this ledge and it almost seemed like we were many people mm -hmm. because it was a red, it was a red ledge and it almost looked like a cabinet or something that you open and we looked down and we saw water okay. with lily pads and I remember she was up on the ledge and I jumped and I was falling down into the water and landed on a lily pad. And right when I landed on the lily pad, I woke up. Okay. So I thought, I don't know why I always remember that. I remember the color of the ledge. I remember, I remember the whole thing and yeah. what it looked like. And like, what, like I said, when I was researching a little bit, it's almost impossible to die in your dreams. Yeah. Like, I feel like because your brain's job is to keep you alive. It's to keep so you alive. want to kill, kill you off. Basically. Dying in a dream points to distressing experiences that will soon end. Your mind is processing the inevitable passage of time. Dying can either predict or really draw out your fear or failure of missing out. Okay. So, I, see that. I don't know what my eight-year-old self was going through at that time, but it's just strange that 
I can remember that from like literally 20 years ago. Yeah. So then um, before I stopped smoking, the dreams I had were awesome. It was all things I was interested in. Yeah. I would have like a reoccurring dream of a hotel that I would go to in like some tropical island and just seeing the most amazing sunset. Well, where are we going? I know, right? <laughs> I have to figure out where this place is. Why? Maybe. <laughs> Alright, so that is our segment about dreams. We thought that we would go into playing a game. Anna, you want to describe the game to everybody? Sure. So this game is called Fold. <laughs> Long Island accent. Long Island. Uh, we're not really strangers. It is the friendship edition. So the premise of the game, there's three different levels. The questions that we ask each other start off easy. So that's level one. Level two is a little bit harder, a little bit more in depth. And level three is a lot more in depth. Um, to kind of see how well we do know each other and what we can find out about each other. Which I think that we know each other pretty well to begin with. Yeah, we do. Most, like, big things. Like, not always, like, the little nitpicky things, but I feel like we do know each other pretty well. So we're going to start with level one, which is like the basics. Anna's going to draw first. Level one is actually called perception. Level two is connection. And level three is reflection. So you're supposed to go in level order. In order. Okay. <laughs> this applies to both of us. If I'm running late, what's most likely to be my excuse? Probably something to do with your dogs. Yeah, or it's just me as a person because I literally can never get myself out of the house. Yes, Unless and that I'm is the like same with me. Being and paid to get out of the house. Even when I'm being paid to get out of the house, yeah. I'm late and I have an iced coffee in my hand. Yep. I'm late, but I had enough time to pick up coffee and a bacon, egg, and cheese. I mean, for the most part, I'm usually not late to work. Like, I'm pretty... Like, I have, like... Yeah, I'm a lot better with that. When I worked retail, I was always late just because I was a little bit irresponsible. I was younger. I didn't care. I hated the job. But now that I'm a PTA, I have people waiting on me. So I feel like I can't, you know, disrespect their time. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot better with that. So usually now that I'm older and a little more responsible and really like my job and appreciate what I do and respect people's time, I tend like? not to be late. <laughs> but all other aspects of life, I am late. Always late. Whenever we plan to go hiking, Brittany and I usually end up falling back asleep. And then we're like, we'll push it off by half hour. How's yeah. 5.30? Because both of us... Eh, 5.45. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 6 o'clock's good. <laughs> but yeah, we're very like in, in that way. And that's something that I'm trying to change about myself. Now that professionally I can show up on time, I do have to understand that time is respect. Right. And you have to respect we, we, we other respect people's times. Needing a little bit more sleep. Yeah, so we, we both get it. Except for the one night that you fell back fell back asleep after you're like, let's do a sunrise hike. Oh my god, that was terrible. I will never let you live that down. No, and I shouldn't live that down. I just think it was hysterical because your phone didn't even charge. Yeah, that was the problem. My phone I think it was dead. Yeah. Your old phone just it also was on its last legs. Yeah. I need alarms in my life and if there's no alarm do you I'll wake know up in how like four days. I have to set in the morning. I set about fifteen. How many do you set? Um. So normally, like if I am working closer to home, and I have to be out of the house at six thirty, I have five, five fifteen, five thirty, five forty-five, five fifty-five, and six o'clock. Yeah, I'm the same way because I'm like, what if I don't hear this one? Let me just set another just I in case. I have definitely turned off my first three alarms and didn't know that I did. And then I wake up to my 545 alarm and I'm like, holy shit, where did the other alarms go? But you know what? 
that's why we set more than one alarm. Yeah. Okay, so this is my card. What am I most likely to walk out on a date because of? Disrespecting the waitstaff. Yes. Disrespecting you. Yes. Not letting you talk. Yes. <laughs> Talking over you. You you got that one yep. to a T. Or, and I've never had this happen to me, if somebody is eating disgustingly. <sighs> like, I saw this one TikTok and this girl, like, recorded and they got wings and she was like, this was the first date and he just had wing sauce all over him. He was eating like a barbarian. I would 100% walk out on that date. When people have a mouthful of food and they continue to chew and talk at the same time. And it time. spits out. Do you remember that episode of That's So Raven when she went on a date yes. with that guy? Yep. And he was um, just disgusting. Do you remember... Okay, okay. That's So Raven. Do you remember the episode where Raven didn't get hired because she was black? Yes. And I was like, oh. What? And then she went in disguise. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My God. Love That's So Raven. She is an icon. I love her. And Raven Simone, I love you. Okay. What food are you bringing me after a particularly hard day? Pickles. Yeah. What do you think I spend most of my time thinking about these days or who? Definitely your new job. As yeah. of very recently. Um, I think I, you kind of, I mean, you don't really hyper-focus on one specific thing. No, I tend to jump. Yeah. But I definitely think about hiking. Yeah. That, all day. That, that was my next thing. You definitely think about hiking. Yeah, like where I'm going outside, next. Sunsets, sunrises. Yes. Anything Me. to do with nature. Exactly. Okay, level two. We're getting more intense. Okay, what are you proudest of yourself for? And you have permission to brag. Okay, bragging rights. Yep. I'm proudest of myself for being independent and being happy with who I am without anybody else, I would say. I know a lot of people who can't be alone or they're uncomfortable with being alone. Yeah. And I take pride that I love my own company, yep. especially with hiking. Like, mm -hmm. I started solo hiking. So yes. I think I take the most pride in that and just being comfortable in my own skin yeah. and not... I guess I am a people pleaser to an extent because but that's I... that's why you like your alone time because then you don't have to think about pleasing anybody. Yeah, I don't have to worry about anybody else. And yeah. also when I'm alone, like, I'm responsible for all of my emotions and yep. no I'm not responsible for dealing with somebody else right that's also a coping mechanism I think in a way and it can also be negative yeah because I've you know I've trusted a lot of people in the past who have let me down so yeah. now I kind of have these walls up but over these past three years that I've been single I've learned to love my own company and I don't rely on anybody else to make me happy except myself. So that's right. what I take the most pride in. I, I kind of have to agree with that for myself as well because I've been single for almost three years and it gave me a lot of time to reflect. I now know what I want in a partner. Um, I know what I want in a family. I know how, uh, how I would want to raise my kids, uh, what values I would want to instill or hope to instill in them. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of how far I've come um, with self-love. It just overall, like, I, I, I feel like I became even more independent over the last couple yeah. of years. And I think you need that time alone to figure yourself out. Yeah. I, the, the people who I know that jump from relationship to relationship so quickly, it took me a long time to be like okay like this is like it's good that i'm alone like i love myself i love my own company yep. um and it's not uncomfortable it's not and i think also with being an only child like that's already kind of natural to me but 
it also, I realized it takes a lot for me to, it still takes a lot for me to trust people and build that relationship just because I have been hurt. I have been, you know, people show me their bad side and how, what they really think of me, which now at this point, I could fucking care less. Hate me, love me, I don't care. Mm -hmm. You have to love yourself and that's all you need. But also figure yourself out and don't project your feelings onto other people. Yep, a lot of it has to do with the inner their inner problems and how you treat other people is a reflection of how they feel about themselves right and you know i've always been tell me the truth don't fucking lie to me and i'll understand it may hurt me but i will understand it's not like i'll sit here and you know try and prove a point to anybody so if you don't want to tell me something don't tell me but just know that like i will sit here and i will understand i'll take the time out of my day to listen to you I'll put my mental health aside to be your shoulder to lean on mm-hmm. I've always been like that yeah learning how to trust but also learning how to listen to people again I'm kind of relearning how to trust mm-hmm. and learning how to love other people again because that trust that was broken for a long time it took me to learn how to be like okay like there's not something wrong with you like it's the other person exactly they have their own insecurities and their own shit to deal with Mm -hmm. i'm neither one of us are here to be each other's therapists thank you which i've always made a point to be like i know that i have you know my my issues you're not here to be my therapist but if i need someone to talk to like i would kind of expect you to reciprocate what i go out of my way to do for you yeah and at the same time setting boundaries like like you said that i'm not supposed to be your therapist we all deal with certain things and we all deal with it in our own way yeah we all react differently to certain situations and just being able to find somebody that you trust and can rely on but at the same time if they are projecting their issues you know most likely from childhood because that comes up into adulthood it does and And taking it out on you then that's not okay that i haven't talked about from my childhood that i talked about in therapy and there's a reason why I don't bring it up a lot with other people because it's just, it's not their responsibility to sit there and listen to me. And that's why you have a therapist. Yep. Hi, Desiree. Shout out. (laughs) You're definitely not going to be listening. The next one is, who was your earliest crush and one thing about them? Was it a celebrity or a real person? Um, Not that celebrities aren't real. The earliest that I can remember, which I'm going to cringe so hard, but I know that so many girls our age can relate, Aaron Carter. I was just thinking that. I was thinking him or Jesse McCartney. Aaron Carter was like the original, you know, childhood heartthrob of the 2000s. Exactly. Aaron's party, come and get it. I definitely have that on my workout playlist. My earliest crush was Uncle Jesse. Yeah. From Full House. I also, like, as we got a little bit older with, like, Disney Channel being more prominent, the Sprouse twins. Dylan and Cole. Dylan and Cole. I think that they're so much... Dylan was always my favorite, though. Yeah, I never had a crush on them because I don't go for the blondies. I u- See, it's so funny, though, because I usually don't, but both of them are blonde. Yeah, I think now that now they're, I am 100% attracted to both of them. They oh. grew into their faces. They are godsend. All right, your turn. What have I introduced you to that you now love? Concerts. Music. Music. Different music. Yep. Alternative. Yep. Which I still love till this day. We've went to many concerts. We went to a lot. That was. Yeah. 
I remember, like, getting you into that, too. I may have put music on your iPod. I don't remember, though. You, I remember listening to Mayday Parade and then talking about it with you, and you were like, yeah, like, check out this song and this song. We definitely, I definitely sent you, like, stuff on AIM with that one. One thousand percent. I remember, like, I know Moose Blood I got you into. Yes. Um... Mayday Parade, I know that you were already listening to. So, like, that whole genre, I mm-hmm. feel like I really kind of just took you and went, okay, you like this? And I shoved you into yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm grateful for that, because I still listen to those songs till this day. Such good albums. Yeah. And Paramore was also... Paramore, yep, Full, Paramore. And Full Boy, and Panic at the Disco were also on the radio, so we were already kind of listening yeah. to it. Panic at the Disco. Absolutely love them. Do you remember that band 30H3? 303 303 <laughs> yes. or something yeah yeah they they were also in that in that i realm. know that we didn't do warp tour together no because there wasn't enough people i guess that i was interested in I, yeah i think so i think i just went to go i know the first year i went was because <laughs> my babes all time low were playing i remember being in the middle of that crowd and some girl fainted no she was crowd surfing and i went to go help pass her and she put her hand on top of my hand as I went to go pass, and she grabbed my wrist, and she looked at me dead in the eye. She goes, I don't want to go. And I was like, um, you're going. And I threw her, because she wouldn't let go, and she was still getting passed. She was already in it. We were in the middle of the crowd. I was like, what do you, you want me to drop Josh, you? are <laughs> just trying to help a sister out. We went to Moose Blood together. We did go to Moose Blood together. We were very drunk for that concert. 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots. I just got a Snapchat I can't, that was not History. six years ago. I don't believe that. I know, right? I refuse to believe that. I screamed so hard at that concert that I tore my vocal cord. That? Like, I couldn't speak for two weeks. That. And you introduced me to hiking. Yes, I did. I introduced her to the mountains. When do you feel most like yourself? Who are you with and what are you doing? I'm outside. In the quiet. Yep, with no human voices, hearable. And no humidity. <laughs> yeah, that too. Humidity is killing me. You want to do like one level three? Yeah. Each? Okay. Good reflection one. Okay. How has our friendship changed you for the better? In a lot of ways. I think that we can be so open with each other that we're not afraid to, you know, spill our deepest, darkest secrets without the fear of getting judged. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel like that. And we can also have very intellectual conversations, but also talk and be like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> yes. Like, we're just two dingbats having an Literally, intellectual conversation. It is so worth it, though, because I love being able to have, like, an intellectual conversation with someone and being able to have it reciprocated back. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes you talk to people and, like, you start to get into it and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're so, like, surface level. Ugh. Yeah. Like, the weather talk and you know so i think that's what i would say about that one yeah i feel the same way i feel like we grew a lot together too but we also have known each other for so long that we literally did grow together yeah we did from 13 what do you want me to remember the next time i'm having a hard day it's just a day tomorrow is new and start fresh because that's whenever i have a bad day go take a nap restart yep Try not to dwell on it, because I know that you you love dwelling on stuff. Sadly, I do. I think what I would say to you is along the same lines, like, and this too shall pass. Also, like, pick one thing about yourself that you love every day. Whether it's physical, mental, something that you can say, I love this about me. 
Yeah, something that my therapist told me like three years ago when I was going through a really rough time was to get a jar and every day write three things that you're grateful for. And then at the end of the year, like you write the dates on them. At the end of the year, pick it up and go through it. And I didn't do that for more than like a couple weeks. Yeah. But I definitely should get back to doing that because I did find those recently. Yeah. And I was looking at them and I was like, wow, I remember this. Like, I was going upstate hiking and I just started hiking and I didn't have an easy pass. So my boss gave me his. So I wrote, you know, I'm grateful that my boss let me his easy pass. Yeah. I'm grateful that today I was able to get a good workout in and things like that. So I, I feel like as the days go on, we forget a lot of those things and it's important to write stuff down. Yeah. We also, um, a lot, one thing that I have struggled with, my mental health didn't, everything kind of came to a head. Like I definitely sh could have been diagnosed earlier than I was. I was diagnosed when I was 20, turning 21. You forget who's on your team. You forget who really would go to bat for you, who would protect you, who is, you know, you have a list of people who, like, if you're having a bad day, like, you can call them, you can text them. Yeah. And you know that they'll answer. You know that they'll give you, hey, like, it's okay, like, don't worry about it. And just having that reassurance from somebody else. Yep. It's great. And I know for some people, like, for me, it's when I'm having a bad day, it's hard for me to do that. Right. And, and text people and say, look, hey, I'm really struggling. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I have, I have a hard time with that, too. But that's... Fun fact, everyone, I have a tattoo of a fork on the inside of my arm. Um, it's basically a symbol for keep your fork. There's always something better coming. So when you're, whenever you have dinner, remember to hold on to your fork because there's always dessert coming. There's always something, you know, the appetizer, and then there's, you know, the entree, and then dessert. There's always something better coming yeah, that you want to save your fork for. There's always something to look forward to at the yep. end of the day. There is. And there is handwriting on the inside of my arm that is from a book of um all different quotes and stuff that you know that i'm supposed to read every day um that meant a lot to me so i have hi courtney i don't know if you're gonna listen but i do have uh, my friend's handwriting on the inside of my arm because it is something that meant a lot to her and then she yeah. gave it to me and inscribed the inside of the book so i have part of the inscription on the inside of my arm with the fork mm -hmm. because it all correlates together yeah and that's why i love tattoos like i have a tattoo that says just breathe with a couple of music notes and another thing that anna got me into was what is it jack the neck bracelets oh my do you know i found all of those when um i was cleaning out one of the drawers in my bathroom. Yeah, so I have Just Breathe because when I was in high school, I had gotten a Just Breathe Jack Vanek bracelet. And high school, I struggled a lot with social anxiety. And I didn't really realize that it was social anxiety. Yeah. So I would wear that all the time on my wrist and I would, I would look at it. So I decided as an adult that I got it tattooed with music notes because music is what calms me. And I think that tattoos are great for that, yeah. just so you can remember where you came from and where you are now. Yep. I also have a, um, I have eight more tattoos than you do, so. <laughs> Anna has a lot. I have two. I have ten. Um, <laughs> for anyone who's ever watched Gilmore Girls, um, I have an omnia paratus on, um, on my back, right below my neck, kind of, which it means, it's Latin for ready for anything. So I have that there. I have been debating on getting a matching spoon to go with my fork because there is a saying to, you know, every day you're, you have a set amount of spoons and to, you know, keep your spoons too. Mm -hmm. Delegate your spoons more than, better than you would normally. So like, don't 
use all your spoons yeah. and then have nothing left for the day. Don't spread yourself too thin. Yep. But yeah. I definitely, I have a shout out Rachel, Mysterious Rachel. We both have Monstera tattoos. I added um, a hibiscus with mine. The upper part of my right arm is all sentimental tattoos. I have all of my dogs, past and present, on the back of my arm. Um, I have their portraits. I recently, in March, got a monarch butterfly with my grandmother's handwriting. I love it. Yeah, the next tattoo that I am going to get, I'm going to get it on, like, my inner bicep region. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very simple. It's just going to be a mountain range. And I kind of want an arrow next to it that says upward. And I think that it's a metaphor for anything in your life. Just pushing through, getting to the top, and, and moving on. Yep. I want a uh, like an old like gas lantern on the back of my arm with a mountain scene and a tent and a campfire in it. All color, but I want that on the back of my arm to wrap into, it's kind of like an ocean theme with, Sweet. A, with a whale kind of bridging across my arm. All right, so I think that this concludes episode two. Anna, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me in my basement, Brittany. No problem. <laughs> These are always fun. I'm really excited that we decided to do this. I know. And we get sushi every week. Like, yeah, it's a good time. It's like a little tradition. So we hope you guys enjoyed, and we hope that you guys have a good night, day, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. We hope that this brought like a calming sense, I think, in the beginning, talking about the Reddit stories and the different segments. We kind yeah. of... Well, we're finding our groove. I think yeah. that, uh, you know, if you guys stuck around for the second episode, thank you. I mean, I know I didn't say this last time, but if you like us, be sure to share. Definitely follow us on Spotify. Uh, I'm working on getting us across all the platforms. I just have to actually sit down and do all of the accounts for it. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Everything's going to be linked down in the show notes, but it's at Fairly Stable Creatures. I will also put our personal handles there. They are tagged in the bio of the account Instagram, so be sure to follow us. Shoot us a message if it's something that you guys want to hear. Um, yeah give us suggestions yeah we're open to pretty much anything at this point uh we have no idea what we're doing yeah we're just going with the flow editing was a fucking tough but i think we'll get better as it goes on yeah we don't know where this is gonna go but we're hoping to do something with it yeah so all right we'll catch you guys on the flip side all right we're out